2: Great, good morning, everyone. It is 9 a.m. in Northeast Pennsylvania, Friday, March 10th, 2023. This is the Bob Cadaro Show. I am he. It is a big day to fight for America, defend our values, and honor the brave who have made us and kept us free. People like Terrence Foley of Wilkes-Barre, who we honor today. So with history, our great founding fathers, and the incomparable Constitution of the United States of America as our guides, let us begin today's battle. Uh, Terrence Foley, wilkes uh, late of Bluebell, U.S. Navy, 1969 to 1972. We're going to talk about that in a moment, that time of his service. So he's honorably discharged. He realists in the Naval Reserves, they put him back on active duty, 1976 to 1994. He's, uh, but but during his first stint, he's stationed in the Aleutian Islands, finds out that one of his friends got wounded, and requests a transfer to Vietnam. I, it's hard To appreciate the enormity of that decision. Staring back at it from today. I mean, Vietnam was viewed by so many as almost a death sentence. I mean, that was a hot war. It was a confusing one. Ill-supported. All of that. But Terry Foley did it. And one time his son asked him why he did it. He said, because one day, son, I knew I'd have to answer to you. (laughs) Incredible. And he sold insurance when he got out of the Navy. That's an incredible insurance man, isn't it? Thank you so much to his nephew, Pat Flaherty of Tunkanic for getting us this information so we can honor Terrence Foley, Wilkesbury. Just so many remarkable people. So yesterday, after the um, uh, show, I went to Dr. Brian France's office. We had some business to do with regarding the television show. Bob Cadaro show on TV which of course is on this Sunday at 11:30 a.m. on WNEP TV. We have David DeCosmo is our power player. Of course Dr. France doing his health segment and Pat Sandone from the Guide app telling us giving us more hints on psychological wellness that his app can bring to you. And so I go to Dr. Francis, and what a busy place. I mean, there's so much activity there. It's it's remarkable. And I see his daughter, Kristen, who I hadn't seen for a number of years. And she is also a dental specialist. It, 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 it's quite, it's an incredibly talented family, the Francis. And she was there. I got to, you know, talk to her and... Of course, my friend Dr. Desai was there. And there was a Mr. Bernstein there. I I hope I'm not doing anything um, inappropriate, but Mr. Bernstein. Mr. Bernstein's there, and I know Mr. Bernstein just from around and the Jewish Community Center and all that kind of thing. But he used to own Made Right Steak. Big company. Employed hundreds and hundreds of people. And got to reacquaint myself with him. I hadn't seen him in years. He looked the same as ever. And so after that, I go up to um, a company called IDIQ, my friend Steve Tallarico there. And we had a very robust discussion about everything. And then we reconvened at Summit Cigar. And then I went home. It was a good, good afternoon. And I want to reiterate something I said at the end of the show yesterday, but I'd forgotten to mention. I told you I like to get snail mail. And Frank and Catherine Sirachi sent me some really beautiful stuff on Mother Teresa and other items. Great stuff, and I, I want to thank them again. And then one of the veterans we honored... And I love honoring young guys, but uh, he was a friend of my, uh, and I mean, I know him forever. But if you remember, we did a salute to Joe DeMarco. And Joe DeMarco had a stellar military career. But he sent me something that I I, I can't believe I didn't know it. And we're going to be doing it hopefully next week. About the Borgia family from Scranton who sent 10, I I still can't believe it, 10 sons into the military. I mean, you should have a Borgia year. If you remember the DeMarcos, no slouches themselves, three generations in the military. And then we see the Borgias. We'll be talking about them. And then, in the snail mail as well, a friend of the show by the name of John Calabrese. I don't know if he pronounces the second E. I just like it that way, John. I like to say Calabresi. Uh, Mr. Calabresi sends me information and an article about a Nurse, a naval nurse, and she is going to get a day from Wiltsbury. She was a prisoner of war, almost immediately upon the Japanese taking over the Philippines, and we'll we'll be able to tell you about her story next week. So I, I want to thank you guys, as I always thank uh, Joan uh, I, I Again, I always mention I. I I have to do the veterans Joan Hodawanitz sends me because I'm afraid of her. And then our friend Barney Smith's uh, sending me for the veterans in the wilkes area. So we don't forget them. I, 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 and I said it's yesterday. It's a mix of sadness and incredible pride when we have to do eight to ten veterans that were lost, you know, that passed away. I, it's a it's an incredible thing. It, it truly is. But today, Terrence Foley. So yesterday, I'm going through the uh, the Scranton rag, and I see an op-ed from Tom Ridge. Now, Tom Ridge, I, I was friendly with him, liked him a lot. Really sharp guy, good governor until he passed that. Um, Retirement increase fiasco for all state employees, but uh, so he he went out the door in a blaze of inglorious activity as he became our first head of homeland security, and he does sort of a whitewash column column on homeland security without any criticism whatsoever. Of the current fiasco on the border. And I'm, I can't tell you how disappointed I was. I'm reading and I'm looking for some sense of reality from Tom Ridge. Who created the position. And he says nothing. So then I go a little further. And you are all aware of the all-out assault on Fox News. Both through the Dominion... Voting machine lawsuit and these attacks on Tucker Carlson for disclosing and showing the public the truth about uh, January 6th on film. His commentary is almost irrelevant. And I'm looking at it from, you know, Dan Abrams from this guy. from And I'm thinking to myself, they're that desperate to cover up the truth, to cover up any conflict to their narrative. I mean, the story's bad enough already. You're talking about a bunch of hooligans going into congressional offices and... Defecating, knocking down, knocking in doors and windows at the Capitol, it's a pretty horrific and embarrassing story. But see, they never let the truth be the guide. They had to exaggerate it. And so when they're when they're exposed for the exaggeration, the most obvious being the Supposed QAnon shaman who was, it's on film. He's escorted throughout the Capitol building to the Senate floor. Almost like he had two Capitol police giving him a guided tour of the Capitol. It's indisputable. And we saw other instances of that even in the film that was initially released. Capitol Hill police waving people into doors. Officer Sysnick, who was supposed to be dead, waving people in to a lower rotunda in the Capitol. It's just fascinating. Why don't you want the whole story told? And then I'm reading the, and I I know even Nancy on the show before me, that they're doing this thing about the emails that... um, that the various Fox hosts did not believe that the election was stolen in 2020, but they were having guests on the air who were saying it was stolen. Well, that's news. That's how you do an opinion show. Both sides of a story. Both opinions, whether you agree with it or not. And somehow that's outrageous. Outrageous. They didn't think the election was stolen, but they had people on who would say that it was. So what? I, I just knew when I looked into it that it would be a total falsehood. These attacks on Fox News and the Fox News hosts. How is it hypocritical to put an opinion on the air that you don't agree with? I. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I'm thinking to myself, this is just crazy. I mean, I know you won't do it on MSNBC and on the network news and on PBS and CNN, but Fox always has balance. So somebody says the election is stolen. They're of a certain stature, like Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell. And so you put them on, and you don't agree with what they're saying. How does that hurt your credibility? And then this thing, Carlson's scorn for Trump revealed in court papers, and I read the article, and there's no scorn for Trump except to call him what he is and to disagree vehemently with what he was saying and doing after the election. I, it's just unbelievable. They, they just keep making it up because Fox is the only one that will air the other side and they can't handle it. And then I mean, it's, it's that old story. Are you gonna believe me or you're lying? Little eyes. I'm going to believe my my eyes it's it's remarkable and it's full-throated and they are scared and outraged and screaming and stomping their feet because their lies the lies of Anthony fauci for example being completely exposed it's a remarkable thing and I I I just can't believe it how how could you consider yourself like I'm a media person I, I'm, I'm way over but I, I, but I'm a media person I've got an opinion show and I won't even voice like I have people on that are on the conservative side that I disagree with all the time on this show That's what I'm supposed to do. Now, there are very few intrepid left-wing lunatics who will come on here, understandably, because they've got nothing but lies, hypocrisy, and no sense of reality, no sense of truth, no understanding of the facts, and willful ignorance at best. So I understand them being afraid to come on, and occasionally they do anyway. But to put someone on who disagrees with me or sees a conspiracy where I don't, somehow that impacts my credibility or Tucker Carlson's or Sean Hannity. I don't understand it. So these attacks against Fox are exactly what I thought they were. Completely unfounded. And it goes to the other thing I was talking about yesterday, which is... When I read through the left-stream media attacks on Marjorie Taylor Greene, and I'm actually watching her do interviews sort of simultaneously, and they say, well, how about your crazies on the right? Well, I haven't seen her craziness yet, and I don't trust the left-stream media and their interpretations. Here's another example. Sterling example. Unreal. All right. We're going to take a break. Bob Cadore with you. WIOK this Friday, March 10th, the day before the parade. We're going to be talking with Gene Reed today. He is the marshal of the parade. I don't have all the titles down, but he's been the line painter, the green line painter forever. I saw him doing it Thursday. Love every minute minute of it.
1: Somebody
2: texted in, Bob, I used to work with Joe, with Joe DeMarco at the Moses Taylor Hospital, uh, who today would be in his early to mid-60s, and he was a good friend uh, also from Dunmore. I think that's the Joe DeMarco. I think it is. And he, he he served, his father served, and his son served. A proud tradition of the DeMarco family in Dunmore. But I, I I'm <laughs> I'm blanking. You know, this time away in prison, you forget all kinds of things. Uh, If he worked at the Moses, as we say, the Moses. But I, but I think you're right. Frank Buck texts in. What's incredible, Bobby, is that the truth has now become the untruth as far as the left is concerned. You can't make this up. It's sad stuff. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm reading Dan Abrams' column, and I used to respect him, and I love him for that, you know, the show with the cops that that uh, my son and the wilkes police have been featured on. And he's saying that Tucker Carlson is implying that there was no violence. Tucker Carlson, in his show, with the clips he was uh, providing – showed them breaking down doors and breaking through windows. He just showed the other side also. He also showed them attacking the barriers. It's like, man, if they don't get the entire left-wing lie in, they get all worked up. And remember, someone will get a lot more worked up when they know they're lying than if they know they're telling the truth. And that's what we have on the left here. And I believe Mike from Bloomsburg agrees.
3: Bob, once again, we are seeing how dangerous lies, deception, and misinformation is. And how these lies get around the world a thousand times before the truth ever gets a chance to put its boots on. (sighs) Bad stuff. And, And you know what? Our friends on the left... They excel at it. They're pros. And they, they, they love doing what they do because it gives them power, influence, and votes.
2: Did you see any part now, of the <clears throat> hearings yesterday that Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi are on reporting to Congress under oath on how uh, Twitter and the other social media were manipulated by the government and the left? And these Democrats on the committee are outraged to hear the truth. I mean, they're genuinely angry and attacking these guys. I, man, it's. Well, Bob, I. Hmm. I, I okay, I'm. I'm
3: you're skipping out on it. But them. I heard what was said. You're skipping I, no, out No, this it. is more, I think, I think this is more, I heard what the left said about them. I mean, they stopped short of saying these guys are Satanists, basically. That's how horrible of people they are, that were testifying
2: to the truth of what and, really and happened. And is a card-carrying liberal. R- wrote for Rolling <laughs> Stone. It's crazy. It, who, who
3: apparently likes to search for the truth. You know so hey, real quick, Bob, I, I just wanted to bring your listeners up to something that people may not think it's connected to us, but there's an investigation going on in Canada where China was supplying money to the leftist candidates and spreading misinformation about the conservatives. Okay? Now, people say, well that's Canada. What affect us? Well, number one, Canada is one of our closest allies. <laughs> and it's but more importantly, Bob, it stands to reason if China is supporting the leftist in Canada, what do you think China's doing in the America here? They're not supporting the conservatives obviously then either. They love
2: Joe so, Biden. My know, God, they love
3: him. The, China Joe, I call him that from day one, China Joe, Joe Biden, yes. So anyway, I I do think, again, I'm just going to say I say it every day, the United States is in critical condition, and it's absolutely imperative that people – listen to you and they try to research things more than just hearing what the news is because my friends on the left, they think all I do is watch Fox news. One of of my buddies from the left comes up to me at the gym and says, well, did you see Murdoch's a fake? Just like your guy, Trump. And I said to him, Hey, well, guess what? I don't know. Maybe Trump is a fake, but he's the best fake we got. And that's what we needed at the
2: time. And we need somebody like that. But I'm I'm watching, I'm reading the, I'm reading the articles uh, I and I I scoured them. I'm reading the articles about the two issues. One is that the 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 hosts, I talked about it at the open of the show, that the hosts on Fox were putting people on that they didn't agree with. And I'm thinking is there something wrong with that? What am I missing?
4: <laughs> I mean, I didn't agree with you have a, you're a-
2: going, okay why would you not put them on? I. I it's, wow. It, this is bizarro world. This is like the Seinfeld edi- uh, 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 episode. It really is. It, it really is.
3: You do it every day. You have guys on your show, men and women that call in that don't agree with you. They, so is anybody saying... Bob Cardell's a fake. He has guys on that you know, on his show that don't you know they're they're saying one thing or another. I mean it's it's tor- it's really it, it comes down to that menticide that I keep telling people yeah. about. That we are being controlled and manipulated by narratives, and the further I get into that book, the more I see. I mean, hey, I'm perfectly capable of being menticided. And that, and we all have to understand that. But you know what? We're so busy with our lives, we we, we fall prey to to these uh, falsehoods, and we follow them. And it just, I don't know what to say, Bob. I, I, I get really depressed thinking about the future, especially after I saw what Biden came out with yesterday with his
2: budget plan. How horrible is that? <laughs> it is it's it is it is probably one of the most, the scariest documents since Stephen King stopped writing. <laughs> he, he basically came out and said, I am going to ruin
3: your children and grandchildren's future, <laughs> yes. and this is the piece of paper I'm going to do it with, and yes, you're going to love it. As
2: I toady to every special interest group imaginable. Unreal. Well, Amen. Michael, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. You care of and Let's go right back. to my friend Angelo in Madisonville. How are you, Angelo? Bottom John, John. Lts, buddy, Lts. L- LTS I, wasn't
4: gonna
5: talk about, uh, I-, I was going to talk about the. I was going to talk about the car, the electric car that they just they're getting in Scranton. But I got to tell you something first. Uh, there's not much time, but uh, yesterday there was a guy on, and he wouldn't answer your your uh, yeah. Questions, I'll tell you what, I want to commend you for keeping so calm and so cool. During that interview, (laughs) I'll tell you what, Bobby, I got so excited. My heart rate went up. My (laughs) blood pressure went up. I'm I'm thinking to myself, could you imagine what Bob feels? You know, I'm 68 years old. I got to stop. You got to stop doing this to me on that show. (laughs) But honestly, God, buddy, I'll tell you, like, I, I don't understand why these people just don't get it. You know what I mean? Like I I was uh, with Martin. The, the, the
2: amazing thing to me Angelo is that they are just they're, they're bulletproof when it comes to facts and truth. They're
5: bulletproof. Like you can't you can't get through their armor. Yeah, that be a man and answer the darn question. That, you know what I mean? If I didn't answer my father or my uncles when they when they asked me a question, I'd get an Italian backhander and I'd go flying. You know what I mean? Like, come on, answer the question, Capiche? Yeah. But what are you gonna do? You know, like it, I I I just uh, I heard the the uh, video uh, or the the audio on that uh, Marine that got wounded during that. Uh, oh man, yeah, the, yeah. You know, me and Marty. And you know Marty since we were kids. Uh, his brother, Sonny, you know that family. Yep, yep. You know exactly who I'm talking about. He loves this show. We were having coffee in Bull's Head there. And, uh, you know, uh, another guy from Dunmore came in. And uh, I told him, I says, you know, between your show and the way we feel, you know, America is. America has a chance because there's a lot of people that feel like we feel and vote like we vote. So, I mean, uh, you know, the guy that was on just before me, there is problems in the United States. But if we all get together, we could solve these problems. You just got to get rid of, you know... Joe, and I, I want to tell the president, I, you know, when he retires, I got a game for him. It's eight figures and accessories. It's Dino's World. He ha, he'll he have plenty of time <laughs> and have lots of fun playing with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean it, it'll keep him well amused, Bob. You know? Angela. All right, I won't waste more of your time. Thank you so I,
2: much, my friend. And tell, tell the morning coffee bunch I said hello, all right? Oh, yeah.
5: Oh, yeah. Hey, they listen to you all the time, man. Good. They. they it just—I'm the only one that got Callioni's enough to call in. I guess. Okay, man, have a brother. great
2: weekend, man. Lts back at you. <laughs> all right. I want to read this Saint Teresa again, real quickly, because I—I I, I felt like I gave a short shrift, and it's sort of an—well, imp- not sort. All of hers are important, but this is more subtle than many of hers usually are. She says, if you are discouraged, it is a sign of pride because it shows you trust in your own power, your self-sufficiency, your selfishness, and your intellectual pride will inhibit his coming, God's coming, to live in your heart because God cannot fill what is already full, and I say parenthetically, of your pride. It's as simple as that. Mother Teresa. <laughs> she, and thank you, Mary Regina. She just astonishes me every day. Remarkable. Oh, by the way, and I want to get to Mark on the phone, but uh, our friend Barney Smith... He sent me these great classical music pieces, which I said, we'll, we played one yesterday. I said, we'll close out every hour with it. I told Johnny. I told the Bulldog. I said, let's play it at the end of every hour uh, of various pieces that uh, Barney sent in for us. Because it is, it's good stuff. And Friday's a good day for classical music anyway. Mark
4: from Clark Summit on Alexander Graham Bell. How are you, Mark? I'm great, Bob, but I hate to correct you. I think you misquoted what he said. Fire away. I... <laughs> he said what he said was, I'm calling about the extended warranty on your car. <laughs> 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 he just may have done that. <laughs> <laughs> my sister in law got the call and she says, Oh, I'm interested. I've got a nineteen ninety eight GNC G- G- Jimmy. And it's got two hundred forty thousand miles on it. The lady hung up on her. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, I wish you
4: a uh, I wish you a happy weekend. And um, I I I really liked you at noon, but now I like you at nine.
2: I I and I enjoy the hell out of it. I really do. I had the afternoon to do business and to to meet people and talk to people, and uh, it, it's a great it's a great shift for me. I love it.
4: Okay. Well, and it gets me out of the crib. Of it fairness. gets me out of the crib early too, Mark. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. You're, you and I are at the age where we don't have to worry about waking up early, right? <laughs> we want to make sure we're alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, usually, the, the third trip from the bathroom, you say, "Why the hell am I going back to bed?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you've, you've got to have you've got to have a little
2: bed break between bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. Mark, thank have you. a great weekend. Thank you, <laughs> Johnny. What's this piece we're playing? Chopin's Etude in E. Chopin's Etude, e-tude, etude in, in E. E, e. Yeah. e major, E, ma- e major. Uh, n- Three. O- otherwise known as No Other Love. Nice. Absolutely beautiful. Well, yeah, as we close out this hour, somebody texted in, uh, Rob O'Donnell had a special forces man on yesterday and totally vindicated my argument with one of the listeners yesterday. You're right. I mean, we know we're right. But in the face of blatant... Lying and hypocrisy and a total divorce from facts, truth, and reality from all of our left-wing friends, you sometimes question yourself. You say, wait a minute. Did I miss something really big? That's why, to me, when you've got liberals, card-carrying liberals, and I don't use liberal as a negative word anymore, the progressives, who I call the regressives, are the enemy but true liberals like Matt Taibbi who was on Capitol Hill yesterday and has been the recipient and the person who has exposed the Twitter and social media control by the federal government and he's a car carrying liberal but a liberal is someone who is open to the truth these people are not liberals They are regressive. They're ignorant. They're completely ignorant. And they are... Oh, Mom texts in. She says it's etude. It's spelled etude but pronounced with an A. Chopin's etude. Trying to class up Johnny is not easy. But Barney, thank you. And Mom, thank you. Because, uh... We're going to try to do it, but we honor today Terrence Foley. United States Navy, 1969 to 1972. He was out of Wilkes-Barre. He then served active duty again, 1976 to 1994. We lost him just this past September. And thank you so much, Pat Flaherty, for getting that information about your Uncle Terry.